0: Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife, that time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods Mullins, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, Body and spirit for women over 40. Remember, midlife doesn't mean no life. Midlife is an opportunity to increase your self love, your self care, and your self worth. It's your time to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. It's your time to vibe. So come on, let's vibe. Hi, and welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. My name is Glynis Woods Mullins, and I am a holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40 and the host of this podcast, as well as the founder of the Vibe brand. And what does Vibe mean? Vibe means to be more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. And today, we're going to be talking about Vibe in another kind of way that I'm sure you've thought about before, but I really want to focus on that, and that is how we can conquer our fears. One of the things that I want to mention to you when it comes to conquering our fears is taking a look at our brain health. And are we doing everything we can to support our brain health so that the brain can support us in conquering our fears and moving forward into whatever it is that we need to do? So let's go ahead and talk about mind moves. Now, Mind Moves is all about ways that we can keep our brain healthy and ways that we can support our brain so that we can have vibrant lives after 40. There's a couple of things that you should always do when it comes to your brain health. Some you might already know, but some maybe you haven't thought about, or some you just need to be reminded. You wanna make sure that you're exercising regularly. I can't tell you how important it is for blood flow to go into your brain so that your brain is being nourished so that you can get rid of some of that brain fog that you might have. So exercise is regularly. If you can do 30 minutes a day, fantastic. Maybe you'll do 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening. The main thing is that you You are getting enough exercise. If you smoke, quit. Bottom line, if you're a smoker, you are way behind the eight ball when it comes to your brain health. Quit. That's it. I know you know this, and I know you can do it if you are smoking. The other thing is, make sure you're taking care of your heart. Make sure you're going to your annual checkups. Make sure that you're eating things that are heart healthy, because the heart pumps the blood. The blood is an integral part of all of your organs, including your brain. Also, avoid a high sugar diet. Sugar is poison. White sugar, refined sugar is poison. All the chemicals and everything else they put into the sugar to get it to look white, uh, the processing that they do, it is not good for anywhere in your body, but especially it's not good for your brain health. Get rid of the sugar. You want to make sure you're keeping your mind stimulated. When's the last time you read a good book? When's the last time you did a crossword puzzle? Or maybe even played one of those computer games on your phone. Whatever it is that you get some pleasure out of that you enjoy doing, you want to make sure that you do it to support your brain function. The brain is a muscle just like anything else. The more you use it, the better you get at it. If you stop using it, then it's just not as good. And as we age, you want to be even more involved in doing things that are going to stretch you. You, know, you want to learn something new um, every day if you can, but definitely learn something new, try new experiences, things that require you to use your brain. You also want to make sure that you avoid certain kinds of drugs. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, the certain kinds of drugs uh, might be uh, stimulants. For instance, caffeine is a drug, okay? Caffeine is a stimulant. Um, And uh, you want to avoid that if you're thinking that it might be impeding your brain function. Now, some of us, like me, for instance, I drink a cup of coffee, or these days it's like half a cup of coffee, and it does kind of wake up my brain and help my brain uh, be more um, stimulated. So you want to... you know, be careful and take a look at what might uh, not be good for you to be taking um, that might impact your brain function. If you're not sure you're taking medications, ask your doctor. And if he's telling you that one of the side effects is that you don't have uh, the same kind of uh, brain acumen that you would like to, I would challenge him to ask, well, what other kind of medication can I take so that I can still make sure I'm supporting the brain? Make sure that you are moderating or completely avoiding alcohol. It's interesting because our bodies will kind of sometimes tell us what we need to stop doing. I am a red wine lover. Well, I just found out recently that red wine is going to have to be one of those things I either let go of completely or do only in a little bit of moderation because now for some reason it gives me a headache. I don't know why, but that's the reality of that situation. So I'm going to have to moderate uh, my red wine or leave it completely. And I'm willing to do that if it's going to help enhance my brain function. So just remember, if you want to move towards making lifestyle changes or conquering our fears, what we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the podcast, you definitely want to take better care of your brain. Now. That brings me to something else we talked about a little bit uh, earlier. Let's go to our Body Bella segment. Yes, we need to exercise regularly. Absolutely. Can Can I say something about this? And this is just coming from the heart. We need to give ourselves more grace. Beating up on ourselves about um, uh, missing our exercise routine or missing our workout session and things like that does not serve us well. I think that we first set the intention that we are going to exercise, and then if life happens, be okay with that because you can take it up tomorrow if you're so blessed, okay? But beating up on ourselves, um, looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I'm so fat, or doing any of those other negative things does not support your effort towards moving, if you really want to get more into exercise, make sure you're choosing something you enjoy doing, okay? If you know you don't like jogging, that it just doesn't resonate with you, choose something else, choose walking. Or if you know that you hate getting your uh, hair wet swimming, okay, fine. Don't Maybe swimming's not your main mode of exercise. Maybe getting in the pool and doing aerobic exercise where your head is above water, maybe that will work better for you. If you know you don't like yoga, it's okay. You're, you're not a bad person. You're not going to get beaten up by the yoga gods because you're not doing yoga. But there might be something else that you like better. Maybe you like Pilates ba- better. Or maybe you just like to take a subtle stretching program. Maybe you like Tai Chi. That's okay. It's all about Giving yourself grace and finding those things that you enjoy doing that resonate with you. When you do those two things, you will find it much easier to enter into a regular exercise or movement program. I don't like to call it exercise because when I say exercise, people automatically get their backs up like, oh, I hate exercise. So let's just say movement. Movement is key, and I know you know that. But here's one more thing you want to think about when you're doing movement. And that is you don't have to act like you're training for a marathon or some kind of heavy competition or race, okay? All we're trying to do is to make sure we get in contact with our bodies through movement. So sometimes going hard, you know, (laughs) working out for an hour and a half uh, really does not fare you well, especially as you age. But doing things consistently, things that you enjoy, Things that aren't really hard on your joints and your body overall will probably get you more results than that one or two sessions when you're going hard and trying to lose that weight or lose those inches. I've just found that consistency and grace are key when it comes to movement programs. And actually, a part of conquering our fears is definitely taking care of our minds, taking care of our bodies. Let's talk a little bit about our spirit the things that we need to do to conquer our fears. Time for our spiritual spice. You know, as we were talking about in the last segment, how important it is for us from a mental health perspective to make sure that we are moving and to make sure we're doing the things to stay spiritually uplifted. But, you know, sometimes when it comes to just not feeling good in our skin, feeling like, oh, it's midlife, life has passed me by, um, it's too late. Even some of those doubts, self-doubts and imposter syndromes and this fears, you know, of the idea of getting older and wondering if we're still relevant. Sometimes we need to really take a look at what's going on with our mindset and begin to make those changes in terms of how we think about things and how we think about ourselves as we go down that midlife journey. So today, I'm really glad to have with us someone who wrote a wonderful book that addresses many of these things. Her name is Nancy Pickard, and Nancy Pickard has written a beautiful book called um, Bigger, Better, Braver conquer your fears, embrace your courage, and transform your life. Nancy Pickett is a certified integrative coach through the Ford Institute for Transformational Training and the Levin Life Coach Academy, and she's certified as a breakthrough shadow coach, and we'll ask her what that's all about, and also as an empowered parent coach. A courage coach and a healing your heart coach and leadership coach, as well as a holistic lifestyle coach. And Bigger, Better, Braver uh, is one of the books that she has written, it is an international bestseller. And it talks all about the things that we need to address when it comes to conquering our fears and transforming our life. Prior to her work as a coach, Nancy owned and operated a personal training gym called. Tight Ends Incorporated, and she knows what it takes to help people achieve big goals. She holds multiple personal training certifications and has focused on health and wellness for over 20 years. Her path towards coaching was a natural evolution. She has a BS in psychology and also an MS in education. She has traveled to Thailand and Vietnam and actually Kilimanjaro at the age of 61. So the idea of coaching others to step outside the fear is definitely in her bailiwick. She is a mother of two grown sons and an active grandmother to three beautiful granddaughters and one-year-old grandson. She's an avid hiker, biker, skier, yogi. I don't care if anything that she can't do. It's wonderful to be able to introduce to all of you Nancy Pickard. Nancy, thank you so much for being on the Vibe Living
1: Podcast. It's wonderful to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited and I'm exhausted just listening to that whole bio about me. So thank you for doing that.
0: Absolutely. Well, when you got it, you got it. And I want to give you your props. I mean, fantastic. And Mount Kilimanjaro is 61. You know, at 64, I still have some things that I want to do. And one of them in particular does not involve climbing Kilimanjaro. But when I turned, um, I think it was 24, I jumped out of a plane. So I want to do that again. So I'm planning on doing that for 65, and I'm already beginning to work on the training when it comes to strengthening my knees and all of that. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. I have to let you know, um, listeners, um, how I progress with that particular goal. But first of all, tell us a little bit more about how you decided to write the book, Bigger, Better, and Braver.
1: Well, I actually first started out thinking I was going to write a book on women in their 60s climbing Kilimanjaro. And because there were, I couldn't find any when I was looking on, you know, women specific and being out in the training and everything. And because I used to own a training gym, I everything I did to train and to get myself ready in the mindset. And then I was going to add like some coaching things into that. But as I went along, another coach said to me, no, you can't write a book about that. Like, Only you get the five women that you know that are over 60 that might want to read it. You should do a coaching book on like what's your Kilimanjaro. And so that was basically what the premise of the book is, is that, you know, what are you going to do? You don't have to climb a mountain. You don't have to climb 19,000 feet. But what are you going to do, you know, in your middle life or your later life that's going to make you proud of yourself and feel like you've still got it and make you feel, Like more self-love, self-trust, self-confidence with yourself. And that was the book. But I knew that if I, if I named it, what's your Kilimanjaro again, nobody would read it except unless you were going to climb Kilimanjaro. And I couldn't come up with a name. I couldn't come up with a name. And, you know, people started to say to me, stop thinking about it. Like, just put it away. It's like, stop thinking about having a baby. And the next thing you know, you're pregnant. So, I stopped thinking about it for about a month and I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a download from the universe and it was Bigger, Better, Braver. And that was it. Everyone loved it. And, you know, that's the history of how I got the title.
0: Now, I love the title and I think it really does tell you exactly what the book is about. But you have in the book uh, some information about certain methods that have worked for you when it came to. Um, making some some decisions in your life to have a bigger life overall. And I know part of that was uh, climbing Kilimanjaro, but in general, I would imagine it's something that you could use for anything that seems to be a big goal or something that might be like overwhelming. Now, you know that this podcast is directed mostly To women over 40. Um, And many times in that whole midlife category, we have a tendency to have our own Kilimanjaro's. Some of us make a conscious decision to do whatever it takes to, you know, achieve that goal. And then yet there's still other of us in this midlife journey who are feeling a little bit, you know, kind of doubtful, wondering, you know, if it's too late, life has passed us by or, or not feeling like it's something they can actually do. So what do you talk about in your book that addresses that kind of thing in terms of having the courage to overcome that fear?
1: Yeah, my book and my coaching, that's exactly what I address. So I'm a shadow coach, which you had mentioned before. And so shadow beliefs are beliefs that we have that were formed in the first 10 years of our life. As an event happened. We didn't know how we weren't emotionally intelligent enough to make meaning, and we gave it a meaning. I'm not good enough. I'm broken. Um, My voice doesn't matter. My needs don't matter. I need to play small to stay safe. I need to, you know, I need to um, not share my voice to stay safe. Everything was meant to keep us safe. And as children, it does keep you safe. It helps you, you know, that's how the inner critic even gets involved. It's all there to keep you neatly and tightly and not get into trouble. Well, that's great. But as an adult, it stops keeping you safe and it keeps you small. And as women, we, we are other referenced and we put other people's needs before our own. And so then we end up believing our voice doesn't matter and our needs don't matter. Or, or we might've been home for the last 20 years and we weren't out in the job world. And now all of a sudden we can do anything but we feel like we can't do anything. So midlife women, they start to feel like I missed my chance, or I'm too old, or life happens for other people but not me, or I'm not smart enough, or I haven't been in the workforce, or I'm not passionate about anything, I'll never be successful, all of these disempowering beliefs. Are what keep us playing small. And so when I work with somebody, I help them dig, dig, like do a, a, an archaeological dig on themselves to uncover what their beliefs are. Where did they come from? How did they help them? But what are they costing them now? And then I help people to just accept getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Hmm.
0: You know, that's interesting, too, because you're absolutely right. Um, Anytime that you are trying to do something that requires a stretch is going to be uncomfortable. Just like when we're actually doing stretching when we're working out, it's uncomfortable. You know, as a dancer for many, many years and classically trained as as a ballet dancer, I was in pain all the time. But it was a kind of a good pain because I knew that my body was beginning to mold it to my will in terms of what it was I wanted to do. And even to this day, even though I no longer dance professionally, um, if I'm not feeling somewhat sore in my body, I know I haven't pushed myself in terms of working out enough. So I understand that feeling. But you also work with the idea of being on autopilot and also working with the idea of intuition. Where does that fall in when it comes to uh, conquering our fears and living a bigger, better, braver life?
1: Yeah. So we all on some level are in autopilot, which means that we're just going through the motions. Our life is just happening. We're not really paying attention. So when you're on emotional autopilot, you may not recognize what your needs are or what boundaries are being overstepped or what you really want. Like you, when you're on autopilot, you're not hearing that little voice inside of you that says you could do more. You could be more. And we can all do more and we can all be more. I mean, I truly believe that if I think that I can't do something, that I must do that because my growth is on the other side. All of our growth is on the other side. And so I think that people think other people are fearless, but they're not. Nobody's fearless. You're never going to get into a fearless state. You actually for me, what it is is recognizing that the universe supports us and that everything that happens, whether it happens and we are successful, or whether it happens and we fail, there's lessons and gifts for that. And that so when I fail at something, which does happen, you know, I pick myself up, I get sad for a little while there, and then I I say, okay. What am I supposed to be learning here? Because failure is just a stepping stone to success. And so what could I have done differently? How could I have run that course differently or whatever it was? What could I change so that the next time around, I will be more successful? And I think when people are not in the habit of spreading their wings and stepping outside their comfort zone, they think that those other people are just not afraid and it's not true.
0: You know, there was something that you said earlier about maybe some women, you know, haven't been outside the home for 20 years and now they're, you know, trying to figure out um, what to do next. Uh, My life experience has been, and the majority of women that I've worked with in the last 13 years, they've been outside the home. Most women are working. Um, You know, most women, uh, most families cannot afford that idealistic idea of being at home for 20 years. I know there's a small percentage, but there's a much larger percentage of women who are out there working still. And yet, They feel like when they get to a certain point in their life that something has passed them by. They're missing out on something. There's something else they're supposed to be doing in their life. Even the women who have been successful in corporate America, I know that for a fact, because at the age of 51, I was very successful in corporate America, but I knew that something was missing. So I walked away from that and basically, you know, just um, created the, the company that I have now and doing what I am doing now. But what can you say to those women who have had successful careers, but feel like something is missing?
1: Well, if they feel like something's missing, the first thing they have to do is get quiet enough to actually ask themselves what it is that they're, what is missing? You know, what would they like to do that they're not doing? And a lot of people, they need to leave the corporate world. They've been in it for 20 or years and it's actually been made them successful, but it hasn't made them happy. And so what they're missing is more joy or more self confidence or more self love, and or more passion for something that they want to be doing. And it's actually harder for those women who have been successful to leave what's been successful to actually follow their heart. And that's also when the imposter syndrome comes out. Like if they haven't done something and now it's all of a sudden they're going to do something new, they know how long it took them to be good in what they're doing. And they're thinking, well, there are other women out there that have been doing this for longer than I am. How can I like, why me? How can I start with that now? But why not you, you know, and if this is, if you've been successful in one thing, You actually have to listen to that imposter voice of yours and tell it to shut up. I mean, honestly, it's your own fear that's keeping you playing small. And that voice, so when you can be the reactor or the observer, and when you can be the observer of that voice, you can have compassion for the fear that's before that's actually making you say that, but you don't have to listen to it. You are not those thoughts. You're the person hearing those thoughts. So you can make a decision to not follow those thoughts. And that's when you have to step forward anyway. So if your heart is telling you that there's something more for you, figure it out. Get a coach if you need help in figuring that out. Get quiet enough to understand what it is. And then chunk it down into very small, actionable steps. And stay in alignment with whatever you tell yourself and move forward. That's the only way.
0: I love that idea of really addressing um, the, whatever you're going through, recognizing the fact that those might be your feelings, but that's not really what might actually be happening. Many times, as the younger generation sometimes says, you know, you get all in your feelings and uh, you need to get out of your feelings because feelings aren't necessarily true feelings are a conglomeration of things that we've experienced in the past or things that we might that we might experience in the future it's all grounded in all this other stuff but not necessarily what's happening right now in that moment in time and usually feelings will pass and one of the things that i am always talking with my clients about is this feeling thing. Um, Many times I work with women on making changes in their lifestyle to live healthier lives because my focus is overall wellness from a holistic perspective. And one of the things that is always a challenge is getting out of their feelings, you know, feeling like they can't do it, feeling like they can't make the change, feeling, 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 feeling. And I always say all the time, that's your feeling. Well, what are your thoughts about it? Because sometimes your feelings don't always equal your thoughts. Sometimes it's the other way around. And you kind of alluded to that alluded to that as well so when it comes to the feeling thing and the fear thing what are some of the things that you tell your clients that they need to do to kind of like drive past that what's the stopping point if you were to give them one thing that they could do to help them move back uh, move past their fears to drive more towards change what
1: would be the one thing that you would tell them they need to start doing hey you just said so many things that i wanted to say so all right so let me try to concentrate on that um they have to recognize that those thoughts are not true. That they're the, that actually the disempowering beliefs cause those thoughts. And then those thoughts cause the feelings. And so if they can get back down to the belief and recognize that they are not that belief, it no longer serves them. So, what I want my clients to do is find that disempowering belief and now give yourself a new empowering belief that actually supports your goals and vision. And then there are things to do, tapping or etching or you know affirmations, things that you're gonna to do to take that new empowering belief and make it true. And just like you are a dancer, I was a fitness freak. And so that's just like exercising a muscle you it's not a one and done you have to have compassion for the fear and the disempowering belief but you have to really hone in your new empowering belief and stick to it even when it comes back to haunt you you say no i like that's the old me the new me believes i am all that you know i am i can be successful and i can be powerful and my needs matter and my voice matters and I don't have to listen to the voice that's trying to keep me small.
0: I love that. I love that. Not necessarily having to listen to the voice that keeps me small. Oh, this is all such good stuff and I could talk to you forever, but I want to make sure that all of our listeners know where they can get the book, what the name of the book is again, and also how can they reach out to you if they're interested in finding out more about your coaching services?
1: Great, thank you. So my website, which is Nancy Picard lifecoach.com you you have notes that will go in with this so that'll be there Um, and I have a free chapter of the book and a free quiz on leaky boundaries and I think one on bigger better braver that's all gifts for um, out of gratitude for me for having being on on your web your um, podcast but they can um, I do free discovery calls and I have group coaching and one on one coaching and Zoom 12 week co- coaching, also. So, everything is on my website. And uh, the 12 week course, there's also a link that will be in the notes that I sent you.
0: Fantastic. In fact, that's right. Everyone, no matter what platform you're on, if you look in the show notes, you'll be able to see the um, social media connections as well as your website connections. And also on that website, I encourage all of you listeners to go and take a look at this wonderful program and this book. Oh my goodness, I love the idea of bigger, better, braver. That is right that that right there is a mantra in itself. You know, uh, what a it positive. Is a mantra. Yeah, what a positive uh, message. Nancy, thank you so much for being on the Vibe Living Podcast. It's really been wonderful having you here today.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: And, you know, thank you to all of you. You know I love spending this kind of time with you. We get a chance to really vibe, talk about things that increase our vibrancy, things that enhance our intuition, and also things that can bring that beauty, that inner beauty radiating out and, of course, emerging into the woman that you truly want to be. To find out more about how to vibe, just go ahead and click on the link there in the show page that leads you to all of my social media and my websites and most importantly uh, my coaching programs uh, and online courses that can help you to vibe. I love the idea of having wonderful guests like Nancy on that point to ways that can help you to make the choice to not just sit back and decide that's it I'm done but instead deciding, you know what? It's not over. I'm going to work on my vibrancy. I'm going to enhance my intuition. I'm going to be more beautiful, inner beauty radiating out. And I'm going to emerge, emerge to the full woman that I want to be. Thanks so much for listening. Have a fantastic day. And don't forget to buy. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.